This is the OTP4D, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plan, celebrating 75 years of providing Tennesseans with high-quality health coverage at an affordable price. Visit FBHP.com to learn about our history in Tennessee. With Amy Wells and Rhett Bryant, I am Mike Keith. Titans win 19-10 over the Indianapolis Colts to keep it going. Four in a row for the Titans. Amy Wells, we will begin with you. First down, your play that turned the game. Mike, it has to be Austin Hooper's crazy catch for 19 yards and the first down in the fourth quarter. Besides the fact that that was probably the most bananas catch I've ever seen in real life, in my life, it also was at such a crucial time in the Titans game. I mean, the Colts had just scored to make it 16-10. to 10. There's a real shot. They've got a lot of momentum going. They get the ball back. They could really do something. They had plenty of time to. So the Titans needed to put some points on the board to make it a two-score game. They had to extend that drive just to keep it going and get in at least field goal range. They ended up doing that, but they needed, needed to get that first down. And Austin Hooper made it happen. He had a great day, but that play really extended a drive that sealed the deal for the Tennessee Titans. Well, at that time of the game, you say, we've got to have somebody make a play. Mm -hmm. He made three of them. Oh, yeah. Like, boom, boom, boom. It was great. Yep. Big time. That's a good call. Rhett Bryan. You took mine, but I'm going to add. <laughs> wow. Sorry, gonna, I'm going to add some some uh, stuff to this because it was third and six. Yes. 532 left in the game. Right. And, yes, the catch was unbelievable. Tipped to himself three times. But when Frank Reich challenged it and then you realized it was a catch, he's out of timeouts. That was huge in the end of this ball game. In fact, I think we should play that play right here. Okay, do it. Tannehill looks, looks, in trouble. Flushed out to his right, throws. Cooper, did he catch it? Did he catch the ball? A juggle? And they are marking it as a catch at the 47-yard line. I don't know that he caught it. If it stands, it's a gain to the 37-yard line. I think he caught That's it. That's a catch. Oh, that was exciting, wasn't it? <laughs> and, that, and, that review, and that review was so fast. I wish it happened in that way. We might have edited the review a little, little more, bit. A little more tightly. A little bit. Okay, you guys, I mean, I'm all for Austin Hooper. But how do you not say Andrew Adams' 76-yard interception return for a touchdown? It was nice. That's in whoa, the top whoa, whoa, five. Whoa, that's a touchdown. Yeah, it's, it's only in the touchdown top five. Of the game. Oh, come on. That's the play that turned the game. They're driving to score. They're going to at least tie it with a field goal. They're probably going to take the lead with a touchdown. And the Titans get the big play, get the seven free points, which on that day, you know, let's face it, the Titans had to have. I figured that would you would just take that right out of the gate. I almost said you couldn't take it. I almost eliminated it. And, and then we made it happened. easy for you. You made it easy for me. Yep. Can we hear that one too, Rhett? Let's play it right here. Ryan gets rid of it quickly. It's intercepted. 30, 40, 50, Adams 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, Titans. 
Andrew Adams to the house. Yo, what a great play. They, they lined up for a maximum blitz on it. What a perfect break. That's as good a break as you can make. Wow, I love that. So does everybody else in this stadium. Andrew Adams, one of the newer Titans, and he's related to a lot of football players? Yes, he is. He has an uncle, Sam Adams, who played offensive line for the uh, New England Patriots wore back in the neck, 70s. Wore a big yes, neck ring. That's right. Uh, his color. cousin <laughs> is former Bears running back Matt Forte. Okay. His other cousin is the Sam Adams that we knew, the big defensive lineman for the Ravens. And his brother-in-law is linebacker Alec Ogletree, who Coach Mack and Jeff Fisher drafted as a Ram all those years ago. It's pretty wow. strong. That is quite the family tree. All right, second down. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. The stat <laughs> that grabbed your attention, Rhett Bryan. Jonathan Taylor, five carries for 40 yards in the first half, five carries for just 18 in the second half. That's it. That's huge. I still can't believe they didn't run him more. No, I mean, I mean not our call. <laughs> I fully expected that to be a second-half thing, I did and too. it was not. Well, I mean. Because they were having success with it. So they're removing Matt Ryan as their quarterback, as we've learned today. Sam Elliger, the former sixth-round pick out of Texas, is going to take over as the quarterback. Matt Ryan has a shoulder separation, they're saying, but Elliger was going to take over anyway, and he'll be the quarterback for the rest of the season, according to Frank Reich and everybody with the Colts. So if you're thinking Matt Ryan, who has thrown two first-half interceptions, is the problem, why don't you hand it to the leading rusher in the NFL last year? Nope. And you have Naheem Hines to go with him. And you have Jackson, Deion Jackson, who had a good game last week. 10 catches the week before. Yeah, we had 12 carries, too. They finished the game with 17 rushes? I was shocked at that one. Amy Wells doesn't realize we're on a podcast that people can't see. You're well, throwing your arms up. No, I'm throwing my arms up. I mean, what are you going to do? They made some bad choices, and the Titans' run defense has been on point. So, I mean, uh, some interesting tactical choices mixed with a defense that's doing a great job of stopping the run. I, I don't know I don't know how to help people. I mean, that it is what it is. Okay. All right. So, your stat that grabbed your attention, Amy, or um, the stat that grabbed your attention, Amy? The Tennessee Titans had two penalties for 15 yards in the whole game. And one of them was on the first play of the game. Yeah, I think that is something that we have talked about week after week is that one of the things the Titans could do to easily improve their life in these games is to fix some of those mental mistakes, to control what they can control within a game and not just surrender yardage. And they did a really good job of controlling that, playing a relatively clean game, and I think ultimately they were rewarded in the end by the win. Okay, here's mine. Ryan Stonehouse, three punts for a net average of 39 per punt, a gross average of 54.7. Matt Hawk, five punts for an average of 35.2, a net of 31.2, and one touchback. He had a 60-yard punt. You take that out, and the guy averaged 29 yards a punt. The Titans were able to pick up 10, 15, 20 yards of field position consistently. Matt Hawk had the chance to pin the Titans at least three times and didn't do it. I mean – with how the Titans were struggling in the second and third quarter offensively, if he pins them at their own three, they got an issue. They got a real issue. And instead, 
he kicks it out of bounds at the 20 or the 29 yard line, or he has a touchback. And I mean, you know, played more like a pigeon than a hawk. Oh, <laughs> he wrote that down. <laughs> no? Did you? No, no, no. Just came right out of the old uh, cabeza here. Nice. <laughs> All right. Before third down, we take this intermission for Duncan. When you join the new Dunkin' Rewards program, you can start saving and stacking your way to free Dunkin'. Then use your points on things like free donuts. Then you can use those donuts to get your kids to look up from their phones and actually acknowledge you. Use them on free coffee. Then you can use the coffee to earn praise from people like your boss or your spouse or your broadcast partners or your neighbor or pretty much anyone. (laughs) Or use your reward points on breakfast sandwiches. Then use those breakfast sandwiches to say things like, I'm sorry for that thing I did that I really don't want to admit. Join Duncan Rewards today. Save them, stack them, and use them however you want. America runs on Duncan. Terms apply. I got the pumpkin cold brew. Pumpkin foam cold brew? Yes, this morning because I needed a little pick-me-up to get my day going, and it was delicious. Thanks for the recommendation, You're very welcome. Not a real pumpkin guy. Not a pumpkin-y guy. But I do like that very much. Well, see, I if think it we, only takes one thing, the gateway pumpkin, you're I think, in now. I think we, <laughs> the gateway pumpkin. I think we are over-pumpkined this time of year. I oh. would agree with that. Oh, see, I, I really don't. I like the creativity. Not there, everything has to be pumpkin spice. Uh, but goldfish crackers with the pumpkin spice? Poor. Pass. You are so welcome. Pass. Nope, you want them. Those are poor. They're good. No, All that's right. Just, that's just more left for you. Outside of... <laughs> pumpkin spice area where the titans must improve from yesterday amy you go first they need to score in the red zone it's good two trips there no scores well no that's no, not no great touchdowns no touchdowns they did get yes, field goals i i apologize you're that's right okay. i didn't give them credit where credit was due you gotta score touchdowns though i but mean don't you think to a certain extent they were due i mean they had been there 13 times, and they'd scored 12 touchdowns, which was number one in the NFL. Yeah. You don't generally do that forever. No, but I think I think that if you clearly have something ginning that works, the, uh, the Titans have been able to, for a long time, to your point, Mike Keith, they've been able to have a lot of success down there. They know how to do it. They just didn't get it done. I think that's something that has to change going forward. Okay, I think that's fair. Brett Bryan? Yeah, I had offensive touchdowns as well. But I'll say a uh, little more work on third down since uh, since I have a different option here. You know, finished five of 12, I believe, on, on third down. And, and while they did really good job in, in getting explosive plays to extend drives, third down is something you can always work on. Titans have to improve more in a passing game. They just have not gotten enough out of the passing game in the last two contests. I know they're down people. I, I get that. And they clearly miss Traylon Burks and the threat that he provides. I think Kyle Phillips was going to be involved, particularly in the third down package, and then he gets hurt in practice on Friday. And so you're playing, you know, Cody Hollister a goodly number of snaps. You've got Mason Kenzie as the fourth receiver. You put Malik Willis out there for three snaps because, first of all, and Mike Vrabel said it in his Monday press conference, some of it was because they wanted to run the trick play, but some of it was because they needed somebody to get out there and just take a rep because they just didn't have enough bodies for what they were up against. So they've got to find a way. Is it more Hooper? Is it more Conquo? Is it, you know, finding a way to get the ball down the field? They did some good things in the passing game with some of what they were able to get. Hollister had a 27-yard catch. Obviously, Hooper had the 
three big plays. He got the first down, he made the great catch in traffic, and then he had the juggling catch to set up the last field goal. But they've got to continue to get more there because, listen, the Texans, they're they're going to do everything they can to stop Derrick Henry. That's coming. Right. I mean, that is – I mean, there is no way they're going to let Derrick Henry beat them if they can help it. And so there's got to be something there in the pass game that you can take advantage of. And we know how the Texans are going to play the Titans. Right. I mean, they're 1-4-1. and one. So what? They might as well be 6-0. and oh. They will play this game. They beat the Titans last year when they were a one-win team and the Titans were 8-2. and two, And then they probably should have beaten them in the final game last year. Really outplayed them overall if you take all 120 minutes. The Titans have got to be up to the challenge and they've got to take advantage of whatever opportunities there are. Agree, thoughts? Yes, no, agree. Because think about this, uh, you know, in both aspects of what you're talking about, both the passing game and your answer, Amy, with uh, no offensive touchdowns, that could be problematic this Sunday in Houston. And then (laughs) next week after that, you're going to Kansas City. I mean, you've got to have some more points on the board. Have to. I'm interested to see what happens with the tight ends kind of going forward because now we see this Austin Hooper game and what he was able to do. But part of that is because the tight ends were just schemed up to be in more pass-catching situations. They've been doing so much blocking for good reason. Sure. I'm excited to see that maybe this might mean that the doors have opened to some different schematic things that – Maybe they can get more involved in and we can get a little bit more excited about Well, and I think the development of Raider as a blocker is a big deal because then you could free up a Hooper to go out for a pass or an Akakwa to go out for a pass. And they used Raider basically as they would use Torrey Carter. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to do more things out of that. Listen, we we understand. I mean, they're, they're banged up in the offensive line. They're still figuring out how to put the group together. They're not going to do a lot of seven-step drop because that's not what they do best. And people are like, well, you got to get more creative. Let me tell you, they're getting creative. Yeah, creativity is not the problem. You know, creativity right now is what they're trying to come up with because they're, they just don't have the things that they thought they would have at this point. And, I mean, if you've got Taylor Lewan at left tackle, you're in a very different point than if you have Dennis Daly. And Daly's doing fine, but he's not Taylor Lewan. And so are you helping? Are you helping other guys? Are there things that you can't call because you just know you're not going to have the time? I mean, it's there. Right. And, and that's life. All right. Fourth down. Your player of the game. I'm going to let Rhett go first here. So Amy doesn't take his player of the game. <laughs> well, my player of the game is the same one that was the play that changed the game for you in, in uh, down number one. That's Andrew Adams. You just took mine. Well, <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> there we go. Ten tackles, interception return for a touchdown, 76 yards. Signed 33 days before this game, and he had ten tackles and a 76-yard pick six. He had some veteran experience. He appeared in 78 games or whatever it was when they signed him. He had 35 starts. He really played an integral part of this defense, being the other safety as they moved Imani Hooker uh, to the nickel position and made a huge difference. Both of those two guys made a big difference in this game. Well, we thought before the season the third safety was going to be A.J. Moore, the free agent signing, ironically, from the Texans. And he's not available. He's on injured reserve. And so the Titans are having to come up with some options. 
What you said is really important there, and it's almost an equal point to the 10 tackles and the interception for a touchdown. Not quite, but almost, is the fact that he allowed them to move Amani Hooker to the slot. Amani is such a good athlete, he can do it, and he did that at Iowa. Had not really done that for the Titans, but he did that at Iowa. That was one of the reasons he was such an intriguing prospect. So we'll see if they do it again. Mike Vrabel loves to scheme with Shane Bowen about different teams. I mean, you know, it's the kind of back to that Patriots method. You may not even see Andrew Adams this week because he may not fit the matchup. You might. Who knows? We don't know. But that's the way they like to do things is they like interchangeable parts and guys who can play against certain schemes. And it's like Troy Brown, right? Right. hundred Yeah, he played offense and defense. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. All right. Amy Wells. Your player of the game on fourth down. Ben Jones. Wow. Ben Jones. That man might be the toughest human being I've ever seen. And no matter what is going on, no matter what the circumstances, he just shows up and he plays and he holds it together. And listen, Ben Jones is fighting through some things. I don't know what's holding his body together, really. I mean, he is just constantly getting beaten to a pulp in games because I mean he's a center he's in the middle of everything and it is a tough position to play and he is banged up but man does he show up and hold the offense together I mean God bless Ben Jones so I have to ask you a question our friend Chris Harris from WSMV4 tweeted out Zach Thomas's video of Ben Jones and Mike Vrabel embracing in the tunnel and having a 30-second long conversation Mm -hmm. after the game. Ben Jones looks like he's completely out on his feet, and Vrabel is obviously very appreciative. Did you get emotional watching that? I saw it in real life, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was walking through the tunnel with Ben Jones, so I saw them kind of embrace at the top, and Ben was done. Done. But, I mean – Mike Vrabel understands that. Vrabes knows what Ben is feeling. He knows what he is giving to this team. And he understands kind of the price of what is required of Ben Jones. He gets it. And having a moment to really show his appreciation and really kind of quite literally and figuratively prop his guy up, I mean, it's incredible. And Mike Vrabel having that moment was very cool, but – Man, I'd follow Ben Jones to the moon. Like, that guy's awesome. Mike, a play that is exemplary of what she's talking about and what I would imagine Coach Frabel was saying to him in that private moment with Ben Jones is a play like this one right here, right after the Pittman catch is ruled a fumble. It's the very next play on offense, and they move the pile, and you describe it brilliantly right here. Titans in an eye. And off Henry at right guard, moving the pile, still moving the pile. Titans pushing the pile, 50, 45, and he's down. Henry's over 100. Ben Jones stands up and says, more, please. Wow. That was kind of the end. Yep. If the truth be told, that were that was the end right there, and you knew the Titans were going to win the ball game at that point, and it, it certainly does fit – Uh, everything that Ben Jones is all about. You know what can make Ben Jones better, though? Farm Bureau Health Plans. No matter your life stage, you can plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for great health care coverage 
with a sensible price tag. Visit FBHP.com, Farm Bureau Health Plans. That was really good, Mike. Been doing it for a while. That was really <laughs> <Thank> good. <you>. <laughs> that <laughs> one caught me. I, I appreciate it. Derrick Henry, that's my guy. Yeah. 30 carries, 128 yards, long run of 23 yards, had a 21-yard run. I called him Eddie George on the air. And that was my awesome. fault. Like a moron. Give that to me. I, I well, but, totally and, my fault because I, I, I planted the seed. So we go to break. It's a two-minute warning, and we're talking about it was an Eddie George-like performance in an old AFC Central game. And Eddie George would have those 27 for 91 days, 27 carries for 91 yards. And you'd say, well, that wasn't very spectacular. But you know you don't win the game without him. He carried you home. And so we came back on, and I was doing Derek's stats. And I refer, I said, Eddie George with 30 carries for 128 yards. And Brad Willis kind of hit me and, you know. but <laughs> it, it made me smile. But it, I heard you do it, and it made yeah, me smile. Yeah, that I, I totally screwed up. And well, no. Had, a guy, had <laughs> no. a guy play for us who hasn't appeared for us no. in 19 years. No, they're it was alumni thinking, weekend. They're up there saying, Mike's been drinking. No, it oh. was alumni weekend. I had it seen was Eddie George. Oilers weekend. Yeah. Eddie was there. He was there. It was like Derek had had a great game. It was very Eddie George. It just kind of felt like a full franchise moment when you did that. It, well, made, it warmed my heart well, a little bit. I, you're nice to say that. It's it true. Didn't, didn't warm mine. Give Henry coming up the middle. 40, 35, 30. And he is tackled inside the 25 by Blackman at the 23. Ladies and gentlemen, go crazy. The Titans are going to win this football game. Yes! 30 carries for Eddie George, 128 yards. Eddie George. What a horse. Well, someone in the break said this is an Eddie George performance. That's exactly why you said that. Derrick Henry. That's right. I've had that kind of day. I apologize. But (laughs) the bottom line is 30 for 128. Derrick Henry with an Eddie George performance in an old AFC Central type of game. But I do think, I will say this, I think people knew what I meant. They 100% did. I mean, if you've been I tight, bet more people had my response than yours. The way that thing played out for four quarters, and with him being the bell cow and the stat getter of the day, it was so much like an old Titans, old division game. It was uncanny. That was just like Titans and Ravens we've seen a million times. And there were some Titans and Colts games over that, that way. And the Browns, all of those, when they were in the AFC Central Division with the Steelers, it, it was a complete throwback-style game. It was. Still doesn't make me feel any better. Well, By the way, going to talk with Vrabel about his challenge. And his challenge is, uh, thanks to our good friend Dwight Spradlin, who made sure I had the notes, do you realize – Vrabel is now 10 of 19 on challenges in his career. So he's over 50%. He started off 0 of 6. Ooh. He got to 3 of 12. And he's gotten his last seven challenges right. Wow. Seven in a row. Well, ask him about it. Also, ask him about his flag throwing I want to discuss how he threw the flag. I want to discuss why he was so bad at challenges and now why he's so good at challenges. Yeah, because I think, what, four of those were his rookie years head coach, right? Five. Okay. He was 0 for 5. Yeah. Mm. So I'm sure he's learned things from there. Well, here's what I'm wondering. Will he admit what he's learned? 
Will he say, well, I figured out such and such or whatever, or will he just do what he often does to me on the Mike Vrabel show and say, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just kind of un on him haw around a yeah. little bit and kind of give you a half answer. Yeah, just we'll see. <laughs> I just want to know about the form. I loved it. Bloop. I loved it. I loved I think I loved that coming off of his email that was sent reply all yes. to the officiating crew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny because I don't blame Frank Reich for the challenge on the Hooper play. I didn't think there was any way he caught the ball. And right. then you see the replay and you're like, wow. He, he really, really did. He really caught it. Frank Reich couldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him for that. The challenge that Vrabel had to use on the Michael Pittman play, how is that not a catch and a fumble in real time? I mean, you're watching that. I mean, catch, balls against the body, two Couple steps. steps. Thus, hence the toss of the flag. Right, the way right. That That's, he did I think, it. exactly what it is. It, I think he thought, why am I having to challenge this? That is not fabulous. And, Amy, yeah. you know what I love more than just the, the toss of the flag? Huh. Is him walking down the sideline to tell the defense to get off the field and going one, two, three fingers in the air for three turnovers of the day forced by the Titans' defense. When he I knew, did see when him When he knew he'd that. won the challenge. Yep. He I saw him it. do that, and it was pretty spectacular. Yes. <laughs> it well, was good on the sidelines in that moment. Yes. So the Titans win 19-10. to 10. We have covered the four downs. We are glad you are with us all the time for the OTP. What do we say? Rate and review and subscribe? Subscribe, rate. Yeah, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Send it around. Right. It's almost the holidays. You're going to be traveling. Share it over a holiday dish. Not pumpkin spice. Definitely (laughs) pumpkin spice. Unless it's the pumpkin foam iced coffee from Dunkin'. You can get on your road trip to Grandma's house and then just binge listen. And you can build up your Dunkin' Rewards points. There you go. Everybody wins. All right. Thanks to our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans, as always, for sponsoring this podcast, the official Titans podcast. For Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, my name is Mike Keith, and you have been listening to the OTP 4D.